Hi, this is the Tuesday Night Out podcast. It certainly is. And on here you'll find the best bits from our radio show. You certainly will. It's on every Tuesday night. It certainly is. On Withenshaw FM. It certainly is. 97.2. It's, uh, have you given me just the same line all the way through this? You know I'm the star of the show. You certainly are. Oh, actually, that's the first time he's agreed with me. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 40 minutes, shall we do? We certainly will. Of gorgeousness. It's Tuesday night, money's tied. So it's just be heavy breathing for us from us this evening, then, love? Well, well, I'm sure people enjoy it more than the usual rubbish. Indeed, you do. I know a few people will be interested in that. <laughs> yes, do give us a call on 0898. <laughs> so you're right. I'm okay. I'm tired, but I'm okay. Marvellous. It's Tuesday night out here on With The Show FM. Hooray. We're here. We're queer. And... We're not going anywhere at the minute, are we? No, we're not no, doing anything. No, we've, we've been out. Yes. A bit too much. And got a bit wet. As well. I'm damp all over still. Well, my coat is just about demoistified. Oh, good. Mm. You're lovely yes. Parker. Four homosexuals under a very small umbrella together. It's not a good look. Was that the pound shop one? I don't know where they got it from. Because it was a bit windy as well, wasn't it? I know, Quite but frankly. i tell you what, the guy who was selling umbrellas on his stall did a roaring trade. Was it a man selling umbrellas? There was a guy selling umbrellas, yes. Roaring trade Marvelous. he was doing. If you don't know what we're talking about, it was Manchester Pride this weekend. All weekend. And we were there. Well, you, you, know, you know, you know how we always go on about. Yeah, if we have four days compared to London, and ha yes. ha ha ha, I said that to myself. Two, two would be enough. Really. What? No, one's enough. No, oh. one's enough. Yes. Oh. So, what have we got coming up tonight? Um, well, following on from Pride, yes, and the vigil last night. The vigil last the night. The vigil last night. We have councillor Paul, Paul Fairweather. I thought you'd forgotten his name then. We have we've got Paul Fairweather coming yes. on a bit later on. He's going to have a quick chat about uh, what he had to say at the old vigil. Which was one of the best vigils I've seen. Mm. Uh, amazed. That speech that he gave, I was just like, we were... Yes. Wow. That well it done. It was a bit... Ooh, hey. Fantastic. Well, and if, you, you might have seen it even in the papers. Yes, uh, it even news. Papers, yeah. uh, and on their website and the BBC, I found it on today. So uh, Paul's going on a bit later on to tell us about what happened. We're also going to play the speech as well. Yes. So that you've all got it there and you can actually hear what he said for himself. And uh, it was brilliant. Uh, we'll, we'll probably have some gay news. But gay news? With it being gay Pride news. weekend, I've not actually checked my gay news over the weekend. I've not. There isn't much. So, isn't there not? And, gay, and Manchester Pride has not reached any of the gay news websites much. Well, have you noticed, no matter what happens at Manchester Pride, mm. it's always Notting Hill that gets mentioned. Over Notting, the Notting what? N- Notting... We don't know anything about no. that London place. No. Yes. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can. Uh, email us, tuesdaynightout at live.co.uk. And as, as what is now a weekly occurrence, I've broken the iPod again. Oh, marvellous. Shall I give out the uh, text number so, yes, while you're if, trying to get it restarted? If you do know how to fix an iPod, that please w- do that give would us a call. 07530 Uh You can, of course, check out our very own web page. We have. Tuesdaynightout.com. .co.uk, where you can download the most ten recent of our podcasts. You're getting used to that now. I'm, I'm, you know, oh, it's flashing at me now. Yeah. The Apple's flashing. What does the flashing I'd just Apple like to point mean? out that it, it, it is the iPod that's flashing at him and not me. Thank the Lord for that. Although, yes. although we had there was a show. I was listening to a show here on WFM last week mm. going about different body shapes. Yes, and you are the apple that they were talking Am about. I? Yes, they're talking about suitable. Am suitable, I the apple of your eye? You're the apple of my eye. <laughs> uh, suitable a bikini wear for a person with. <laughs> Apple shape. I was like, bikini. Mm. I think it's a large beach towel, not a bikini. It's Tuesday night. 
money's tight. Okay, so, uh, if anyone does know of any instructions, works for Apple, please do give us a call. It's still not working. Oh, dear. Other, other MP3 playing devices are available. Absolutely. They are. They Indeed. are. Perhaps yes. I should have bought one of them instead. Yes. Yeah. Super, so what did you get up to this weekend, love? Pretty much. Most things. Pride. Did you? Yes. Because you went, you went to see Banana Rama, didn't you? I did see the bananas. Yes. What did you think of Banana Rama? Oh, I thought they were great. <laughs> That's not I what know, you told I, me. Well, all right. Okay, they weren't the most in tune band ever. Right. Okay. However, they uh, did sing live, and I, I thought that they probably wouldn't do. Yes, actually. You, and you're right there. And it was just a really good, feel good type of thingy. With them, you know, nice they good, did, good start for Pride this year. They did, they did three or four of their old songs and three or four of the new ones. Oh, they've so, got new songs. Well, from their new album, of course. Oh, is there a new album coming out? I never yes. thought such a thing would have happened. Uh, well, exactly. Um, so you know, so th- they were all right. I think a lot of people were, you know, were expecting them to be brilliant. But let's face it, we've always known from the past that they. They've never been the world's greatest singers. So it wasn't the, it wasn't Pavarotti and his and his two mates. Then it wasn't like that good. No, no. no. Same well, same kind of size at all. No, they no, 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 no. They, no, they, they looked quite good actually. Which, and which versions was it? Who was actually in? There was only two of them there. Oh, was there? It's yeah, only two of them there now. Only two of them. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the blonde one and the dark-haired one. Oh, whichever they whichever were. ones they were. Which, which is the one that wasn't in Shakespeare's sister? Yes. Right. Yes. Oh. Super duper. So, yeah, so we saw that on Friday. So we got exceptionally wet going into the village. Yes. We did get dri- absolutely soaked it going into absolutely anyway. piddled it down. Um, dried off, though. Went to a couple of bars. Got dried off. Went outside ready to watch uh, the Nanas. Saw the uh, King and Queen. Oh, yes. Uh, thing this year, which was actually moved to the main stage for a oh. change. Hosted by Polly. Was it? So you knew exactly what you were going to get. He had basically a blonde Amy Winehouse beehive wig on and dress. Yes, he likes that wig. Yes, yes. Um, and and um, in a in a completely unshocking uh, state of affairs, Chrissy Darling won. Oh, yes, marvelous. Exactly. All good stuff then. Oh, it's still not. No, oh, just leave it now. Just leave. <laughs> what are we going to do for music? <laughs> well, we, you can search for some. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Okay, worry. fine. We'll just leave so, it. So yeah. So then, so then we saw the Nanas. Yes, and they were good. So what did they sing? They did. Uh, they did Venus, obviously. Yes. Uh, they did. Uh, I heard a rumor. They did. I heard a rumor. Robert De Niro's waiting. Robert De Niro's waiting. And uh, Love in the First Degree. I can't remember that one goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and neither can you. Of love in the first degree. Yep, that's good. Mm. Brilliant stuff. Oh, Last then the new single. I was dreaming. I was locked in a prison cell. Mr. Humphries, leave my pussy alone. Right, you asked. I know I did. I know I did. I didn't really want to know. You know, so some just of those give questions. You a verbal slapping. Yeah, you know, those where people say, "How are you?" and they're not actually interested in the answer. That How was one very of those. Dare you? Indeed. So we saw the opening speeches. We saw uh, Peter Tatchell giving his uh, little speech. Oh, speech yeah. at somebody opened a fridge, did they? Yes, I know. And he turned up to it. Um, uh, <laughs> it was it was amazing though, considering you know the disparaging comments I've made about Peter Tatchell and his um, was it a opening speech? of a fridge and everything. Well, I'm not going to talk about the speech. As we left after watching Banana Rama, he was stood at the side at, at the VIP tent, just sort of hanging over the rails. And as we walked past, Andy was there, going, "Don't hit him." Don't hit him. <laughs> oh, Don't you'd never hit do him. that. No, I was more tempted to try and get him on our show, but I wasn't allowed to approach him because Andy thought I might, you know, sort of go, 
Opening of a fridge, opening of a letter. Yeah. Oh, don't. He, he has done some great work, and we are going to have him on. He we'll has. Him we on. will get him on. Although I think more of a homo hero is, is our Paul Fairweather, who's on later on. Oh, yes. He did, he did brilliantly well at the weekend. Yeah, so that was Friday night. Oh, she's still here. Go on. Because Friday night. Well, you asked me what I did. I know, and, I didn't want you, blow by blow. You, excuse me, you, you wanted to talk about Pride and what we did, and now you're just saying you don't. So then, anyway, we <laughs> left after Bananarama, and we got... <laughs> I don't know if I can say this, but it's after nine o'clock. We got piss wet through again, unfortunately, because it absolutely it was the theme, it down it? this weekend. There are some fabulous bright moments. It stopped for the bananas. Oh, but before and after the bananas, Manchester just went rain. Did it? Yes. So there you go. What did you do on Friday night? I went to IKEA. Mm. <laughs> I thought there'd be no gays. I'm going to IKEA. So we did, did you buy some candles? No, I didn't buy any candles. I thought you about hang you. On, hang on, I didn't think it was possible to actually go to Ikea and not buy candles. How Everyone many? does. Yeah, I know, okay, okay. You can buy a bag of tea lights, right? Mm. 50p for a thousand of the brothers. Yes. But when do you actually get around to using them these you days? You never do. They're a bit you out of... in a cupboard and one summer goes by and they get a bit warm and squished together and you eventually end up with one massive tea light that oh. won't move, you see? Oh, okay, I've not thought about that. Yeah. Uh, and then what did we buy? Um, some shelves, a billy bookcase... You've got to buy a belly bookcase. Yeah. And something else, I've forgotten what it was. Oh, table and chairs. Yeah, sorry. That was highlight of my Friday night. And I was right. Yes, sorry, was yes, sorry. And there was just still marvellous. still with you there, yes. There was, and there was nobody in IKEA, it was great. Oh, well, they were all at Manchester Pride, weren't they? Exactly. I don't like that IKEA in Ashton, though. It's, it, I get confused. Um, Car park on the top. What was Do I go up to level three, level four? Do I go in front of the lift, go out the back oh. of the lift? I know we tend to pop up to Warrington, to the one there. I know, I might go back to Warrington. Oh, it's much nicer. Did you have meatballs? No, no, no. No, 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 we haven't eaten the last couple of times. He won't let me anymore, says I'm getting too fat. <laughs> well, he's got a point. Uh, uh, yeah. Know, tell me about it. <laughs> yes. That's why I have to buy a new wardrobe the other week. So, uh, so, then, so, then, so then we move on to Saturday of Pride. and you're listening to Tuesday Night Out. It's not just for the gays, it's for black Jewish singers too. And anyone two, else. Two. I know she's like that. Two. I didn't see Ro. I didn't, have, I didn't get a chance to see her over the weekend. No, neither did I. Oh, well, I, I, saw, I saw her on the Friday night because she was on the judging panel for the King and Queen. That's where we left it, wasn't it? Yes, her, her and Terry happened to be on the judging panel and they right. worked at Gadio and Chrissy Darling worked at Gadio and Chrissy Darling won. And and no, they, you they, can't possibly and say they were 50% like of the panel. <laughs> you can't suggest things like that. So that's Terry from Series 2 of The Salon, by the way. So, oh, is that Terry? Uh, Terry, yes. The Salon? Yes. Series 2? Series 2. Is that the one that had that one that does the Tresemme adverts in? Oh, possibly. What's his name? The nasty Colombian one, what they called? Oh, Ricardo. Ricardo. Was yes. that the same series? Or I don't know. No. 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 So, so very we, lovely. We, we, Terry and Rowe. So, so we moved on. Terry and Rowe, is it? Terry and Rowe, yes. The Terry and Rowe show. It was great, Yes, hello. Rod Rowe. Anyway. Good great show, Rowe. Um, I've had some good news in the break. Have you? Small MP3 player type thing. Now working. Oh, yeah. I've just left it over there. Oh. Good Sorry. Chum, 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 chum. Right. So, Saturday. Saturday. So, you went to the old paradical, I was. You? I was kind of in the parade on Saturday. Were you? He kept messaging me, going, "I can see you," and it's like, "I can't see you." These two hundred thousand of you. <laughs> so I was, I was, I was Toby's gimp. Yes, who was at live on Radio Manchester, and um, and I had to run around with my clipboard. Did you? And I kept noticing that my clipboard had nothing written on it, so I had to keep f- closing my clipboard. 
because there was a running order on the front that looked typed. Mm. So it looked like I was actually doing some work. Otherwise, I was just running up and down going, would you like to speak to Radio Manchester? <laughs> and doing that kind of thing, and then folding my clipboard back over in a... In a in it's a, all doubly bowed photo. In a, no, yes. it's not for mayonnaise or anything exactly. like that. Exactly. But we did get, to, did get to interview some fabulous um, members in the parade there. Mm. Though I didn't get to see much of it other than three floats beyond the radio car and three <laughs> floats behind the radio car. <laughs> so I saw as far as Corona, which, which was Via, I think. Very nice boy in a, in a Via, uh, in a Corona Lycra suit. Was there? I thought there'd be some lycra that you'd like in the parade. I had to stroke him. I unfortunately didn't get to see any of it. Oh, the parade's fabulous. I know who won the parade pride float of the oh, ooh, outdoor lads. Ah, right. Outdoor lads won the uh, the best float this year. Uh, I believe that the sluts won um, best non-float. Is that walking entry or walking something? Walking entry. Yes. I've not seen that one because I saw a message on Facebook from them that they'd uh, raised somewhere in the region of two thousand six hundred pounds over yes. the weekend. I know that's very good, isn't it? They are very, very good. They had some great new uh, slogans. Oh, I, did, I didn't see. I didn't get a chance oh, to see them. Did you see them? Oh, barebacking is for horses, right? And, and so is ketamine. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. <coughs> no, 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 no. So yeah, so the parade was brilliant, and the sun shone for most of it. It was a bit grey, and then there was a couple of spots of rain. And I believe somebody fell over or something. So, so basically, the only time the sun shone was when I wasn't there. Yes, the sun shone whilst uh, on the parade, which is always mm. the best bit. Quite oh, frankly, right. so yes, Good. I kept getting wet, wetted, sprayed. Oh. That's probably not even a better word. Uh, the outdoor lads had a, had the big water pistol things. Oh, they were shooting you, were I they? Had very important electronic equipment nearby. Oh. Oh, could not be getting wet. And they were trying to electrocute. You. Trying to electrocute me. Never mind. Mm. It was fine. I didn't have So yes. So that was me. So I walked backwards. Mm. I feel like Ginger Rogers walking backwards through the parade, pointing at my clipboard for Toby. Mm. Very good. So I went in on Saturday night. Yes. Only for a couple of hours because I had been working during the day and I was a little tired. Oh. Um, uh, I saw a You've little. Got those little tires on now. Look. Right. Oh no, that's not. Sorry, minstrel dear. You rubby little chinny chin chin chin. Go on. Go on, rub your chinny chin chin chin. Go on, speak, otherwise I'll have to play this. I'm free! <laughs> All right, you've not got any tyres. Thank you? you. I just wanted to see how long you could actually stop and well, think, oh, God, I'm going to have to fill some more time. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going And seeing the panic on your face. It was starting to set in, wasn't was it? It was well worth it. Yes, yeah, so I went in for a couple of hours. Saw Michelin, man. Saw a little bit of Little Boots. Oh. From, from, she was in Primark. From, from a very, very long distance away. Right. Because it was quite busy. Oh, was it, was it busy on the main stage? Oh, th- there was a point when I was p- charging through the streets, trying to find my betrothed, and um, there was Ooh, just... we've got more on that. There was just a, a line of lesbians. Oh, where? Um, just sort of outside Crunchy Fried Chicken, a line going across the street to the car park, and they've all stopped, and they're all talking to each other. There's no way, th- no way through. So I've thought that maybe next year, every thousandth person that gets entry into the village gets given a flamethrower. Right, okay, this sounded sound good so far. Random burnings of people who just stop in the middle of the road when there are people trying to get past. It'll soon cut it out. Hmm. You, you, are you finished? Sorry, I did spend that, quite that, a long time by the LGB Tory stand. That uh, that horse that horse you, you're on, do you want to stop barebacking it and get what, off now? What, getting off my little short pony. Yes. Mm. Apparently she was seen, she was seen, you know, in... Um, uh, in Primark, buying an outfit or something to go on stage. It. I think that's in the Pink News. Oh. Not much mention of us in Pink News, to be yeah. honest, this weekend. So, I didn't really see much of the Saturday. I didn't see any, I... Yeah. No. Shall we have a tune and then we'll move on to Sunday? Have you got one? I've got a tune. There you go. Oh. Oh. I think we could get Tiffany on. 
I don't know. Jessica. Well, as long as she doesn't bring those big jumpers with her again. Oh, I like those jumpers. She might bring a friend, Debbie Gibson. Oh, no, no. fades a bit there, doesn't she, she all of a she sudden? Suddenly, suddenly she's not, off. Not that we were at all, you know, not paying no, any attention whatsoever. I just, I just typing. So, yes, yeah, so before we go back to Pride... Yes. You had a, you had a, you had a small medical issue last week, didn't you, with a green thing? 
I did. I yeah. believe you've rectified it, and your ring is also sorted or something. I've been told. Yes, I, I've, I've got my rotating ring. Oh, marvellous! No, no, it goes round and round. Rotating ring. Yes. Well, we 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 were going to go and go shopping for engagement rings mm. today, oh. but while we're wandering on the Sunday through the market. And mm. Pride, mm-hmm. we saw someone selling jewellery mm. as the work. The market at Pride was really much like a, a wedding buffet. Was it? You is know, it all gay pride? Well, no, it's just you, sort of, you know, you sort of, you sort of go mm, volavants, sandwiches, chicken wings, volavants, sandwiches, uh, was it? chicken. It was, you know, belts. I was looking at the list beforehand. Rude it was. things, jewellery, belts. Yeah. Rude things, jewellery. Someone selling strawberries. That was that broke up the monotony. Oh, uh, but yes. So, so we found Ooh, someone selling uh, selling jewellery there, and we yes. saw a couple of rings that we liked, and I picked two out, and they both fitted. I got told straight off away, last and week. it's oh. like fate. Is, is that kismet or something? Is that kismet? Well, fate. Oh, fate. Oh, fate. Fate. Yes, yes. I prefer that. That's a better word to understand. Yes, yes. I look up. I look up kismet later. Yes. Uh, oh, I as well. So, and, you, and so we've we've got we've got those rings now. Oh, I did get told off for last week for not making enough of your of ring jokes. Actually, did you? Who told um, you off for that? Yeah, can't tell you. And uh, mm, yeah, ring meal. and there's uh, there's ring jokes. There's you know sticking your finger in them and they fitted perfectly. There's all sorts going on there. But we'll let you do it yourselves if you want to contact us. Yes, you can do. Uh, Tuesday night out at live.co.uk. However, if I hear any of these jokes, I won't be responding to them. Oh, I will. It's, uh, you can also text us on 07530 My God, that's the first time you've done the phone know, number in years. Sometimes I feel like taking part in my own show. Oh. Uh, and also, you, you know we've got Paul Fairweather coming on just after 10 o'clock yes. this evening. Uh, and if, you've got, if you were at the vigil yesterday or you heard it on the radio, um, you can send us a question in if, you, if you've got anything you want to ask him or any comments you want to make on that. Uh, but we will be playing the interview because I recorded it. I was there with my little pack. Oh! I was recorded, stood in, stood in the crowd, recording the rain. I oh, know. Mm. Take me dancing naked in the rain. No, thank you. No. Uh, right. So Sunday at Pride to them. Have I finished Saturday? Yeah, we finished Saturday. Yeah, you didn't go because you were at home putting furniture up that you bought at IKEA the night before, and then getting drunk with your boyfriend till five o'clock in the morning. Yawn. That's what happens when you have Irish in-laws. <clears throat> half past... No, half past four, yes. Four, we all end oh, up in bed. Oh, would you be after having another Guinness there, Maury? Oh, 11 bottles of wine. They've gone up in the world, the Irish. Oh. So I kept getting potatoes out and teasing them. <laughs> and the... Uh, yes, oh, and I lost the flip-flop. <laughs> we lost all it's sorts. It's amazing how many you can flip-flops you can lose in one night. Oh, I, got, I could not find that flip-flop all day. So, Sunday, I had to go around the house on one leg. Oh dear! It's not good. Not good. No. no so no, yes, no. I was a bit a bit worse for wear. So I went in on Sunday anyway. Oh, uh, nice. With with the intention of seeing Frank Music and the Human League, of course. Yes. And also going round the market and the Expo. Expo. So I did uh, go round the old Marquetual. Mm-hmm. As, as you've obviously just heard, I went there and I bought some rings. You got your ring. I know. Thanks. I uh, I stopped at the Mission Malawi uh, stall, mm-hmm. uh, and they tried to sell me some jam. They do sell jam at Mission Malawi stores. Exactly. Yes. So I just suddenly decided to myself, actually, I don't really want jam. So I just made a donation instead. Oh, okay. Because I thought to myself, I'm going to wander around all day with a pot of jam. Well, you might find one of the, the, the ladies of uh, United Temperance Society, and they mm. could help you with a scone. Well, possibly, yes. But no, stop tapping so loudly, it's coming out Sorry. I'm going to type a little lighter. Sorry. Um, and so I did that, I did the expo, went round. But then it, didn't it rain on Sunday? Sunday, yes, then it started raining, and there were there were three of, well, four of us actually stood under one small umbrella. Oh, out, this umbrella's out, had some use. Outside the REM. 
Oh, yes. I found the best place to stand was actually uh, the back of the REM, near Company. Yes, it's not, I it's like always it quite a good day. Yeah. Howling wind. It was awful. It was really oh. let down by the weather this weekend. Well, I got very moist at that point. Did you uh, know? Just dry, who, kept on drying off by going into bars, then coming out and getting wet again. Oh, no. And then me and Andy decided to, well, I decided to take him out for an engagement meal. Oh. So we went to Villaggio. Did you say Maxwell's? No. So no, sat on the, proper, on the stairs opposite no, did, Maxwell's. Did a proper take him out to Villaggio's for a oh, meal. That was nice. We had a meal. Was it busy? It was actually very busy in there, oh. yes. And uh, and then by the time we came out, Frank Music was already on stage. Oh. And it was leathering it down. Uh, no, because we, we had half of my, my hangover was quite bad. Mm. Uh, but we thought, oh. And then the rain started and it just oh, completely mm. put me off. And we, we sat there thinking. I want to stop for the Human League, but actually every square centimetre of clothing I'm wearing has at least been wet at least one point of today because of the yeah. rain, and I want to go home. Oh. And to be honest with you, considering, you know, the names that were on, like Frank Music and the Human League, the main stage area wasn't as busy as it was last year, and it's down to the weather. I think it had put people off because it was that bad. So I'm afraid... Don't you want me, baby? No, I didn't. Oh, no. We went home because we were just wet. Apparently, we're really, apparently, the Human League were also really, really good. I've not heard any reports oh. of Frank Music, and I love Frank Music. So, I didn't get to I see did it. hear him at one point sort of going, well, you all look a bit wet down there, I prefer to be down there with you. At that point, I didn't like him as much. Because it was just like, you're on the stage and you're dry. Don't say things like, I prefer to be down there with you. Okay. It's Tuesday night. Well, I always don't understand. Mm-hmm. He talked about the expo before, was there with all, all the different people, all the different organisations put stalls on. Yes. Crown Prosecution Service yeah. needs to be there. I don't, you know, there's some very strange organisations decide that they want to put an appearance at, at well, Pride. Well, I was actually Pride. surprised that, considering the past few years, there was no one in the expo actually doing anything about civil partnerships. Really? No. Did you go, there was another market bit there further up the road, wasn't oh, there? Did you go in there? Yes, we went on the bit, the bit behind Churchill's. Yes. Yeah, what we was in there? there? I didn't go in there. I didn't well, get we didn't see anything there that was anything remotely... In fact, were you actually looking for civil partnership stuff? I actually was. Oh, babe. I know, it's getting bad, isn't it? It is, isn't it? I've got, and you said they're not going to get married for five years? I will have killed you by the end of one if you haven't got married. No, I said... I two said, weeks in, I'm sick of it. I said a couple, couple more years. Couple more years. Couple more years. Yeah. Any uh, any more advances on the um, hen party that we're having? No, at the moment that's that's the least of my worries. <laughs> it's funny how you're saying I'm going on about it, and yet you're asking me all the questions. Yes. Okay. Well, we're not going on about it anymore. And no. So you what, let's, let's talk about something that we prefer to talk about. Your nipples. They're protruding very nicely tonight. It, and I'm you? warm as well. I don't know why they are. Oh, I'm really warm. I know this t-shirt costs you two pounds fifty. Yeah. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. You can tell it's a bit cheap. You get. Oh no. You can. It's a. F oh, it's an awful cut. <laughs> I won't tell you which side it's where very, it was from. Very flattering on you there. Thank you very much. That's why I've covered it up with a lovely top. <laughs> okay. And a scarf. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so where were we up yeah, to? Sure. Sunday, did we do? Sunday. Are we we've on done, Monday? We've done Sunday, so we have got to Monday. Monday. And by Monday, unfortunately, I was thoroughly shattered. And I had had a small accident with my back. I want to know what you'd done to your back, love. I really don't know what happened, but um, we weren't near... <clears throat> we're in Napoleon's. It does something to your voice. I know, we're in Napoleon's. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I just walked across the floor and all of a sudden I got a searing pain in my back and my legs almost gave way. It was that bad. Oh. Yes. I didn't think voodoo dolls worked. Well, they do. Oh. Um, I'll take that pin out when I get and home. And then, then it was fine. Oh. 
Yes, and then, I took, I but, but then, then a couple of you. hours later, it went again. Mm, and I mean. that was all on Sunday. And so by Monday, I was just a bit worried about having a lot of standy upping to do. Yes. And getting very wet if I've got a slight problem with my back would not be getting it wet and cold would not be a good idea. Lumbago. It's easy for you to say. I know, lumbago. Mm. You don't hear that very often these days, do you? No, syphilis. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that far too often <coughs> these days, <coughs> quite frankly. Um, so, unfortunately, Monday, I did not enter into the village. I went. Thank you. I was there. I was there. I did the uh, Albert Kennedy Trust mm. store on the Monday. Did I complete a survey. I've spent the whole weekend surrounded by clipboards. Mm. Did I complete a survey. So we did surveys, giving out badges. Yes. Lezers and gays and bi and transits. I don't know. Mm. Leather. 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 Excellent. So I've, I got one. So actually. yes, unfortunately, I did miss the vigil live, but I did yes. hear it on the radio. Oh, we saw the vigil. The, but it was the uh, first year in ages that I've not seen it, but. When I saw the rain lashing down, I knew full well I'd have walked out of there crippled. I know. So. Well, we got into town about five o'clock and we were, thought we'd go for a few drinks, and the bars were dead. Mm. But then every now and again, you'd go outside for, and you'd get like, you'd just get across the other side of Canal Street, you know, where the barrier is. Yeah. New barrier, not mm. quite finished off, did you know? Mm. And the, um, and it'd start raining again, so you had to run back in. I know. It was, um, it's possibly the worst weekend's weather I've seen at Pride. I know. It's not good. God it? knows. And, and Pride, how long. Pride was a fabulous event as well. Yeah. Not pleased. So yeah, so we sp- we spent most of the time sat in Via, and then we ran across to the vigil and ran back again. <laughs> I went home again, but it was brilliant. So we'll, and we'll have a bit of that bit later on. Yes, because it was fantastic. That and well done to Colin at George House Trust for organising it. Yes. So I actually went to some other events before. You know, remember last week I said I was going to the Secrets and oh, Lives. Yes, but I yes. went to the George House Trust uh, events mm-hmm. at Fogger Bucket, and it was about positive speakers. Yes. And um, raising what you can do to raise money, and because their theme for the year was um, on this stigma. piece of paper, stigma. I knew it was not stigmata. No, that's something completely in different. Yeah. That's a style. That's, that's a, no, that's a stigmatism. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, anyway, if so th- confused anyone at all, yes, because I certainly am. So their their theme this year was go take action, HIV stigma, fight back. So it was about mm. what you can do, and it, we heard from some fantastic um, positive speakers because they'd run this positive speaker program. One of which was a lesbian. Oh right, a lesbian with HIV. Yes, who'd have thought? So really, she was really funny, and there was a lad called Craig mm. who gave some good speeches, and there was also is that the same Craig that spoke at the vigil as well. Yes, it was. Mm. Yes, it was actually. He sounded nervous, but he came across really well. Yeah, he did brilliantly. Uh, the coquettes were there and everything. It was a really good evening, actually. That was a fabulous evening. They raised some money there, mm. and uh, yeah, we got to listen to these speeches. And Chloe Poems was on. I'd never met Chloe Poems before. Mm. A poet. I didn't realise it was a man. Yeah, obviously, this is how cultured I've not been in the last few years. But Chloe Poems was a man, and he actually doesn't do the Chloe Poems bit anymore, so he came as himself, Jerry. Jerry oh, did he? Jerry oh, Potter. Right. Oh, good. So, yeah, so I'm going to get him on in a few weeks and read some poems. Oh, right. Well, some of them were a bit, bit risque. Some of them, ah, Might yes. Have to, turn, have to turn them down, tone them down slightly. But no, it was good. Really enjoyed that one. That was Wednesday night. Thursday night, I went to the theatre. Oh, went the to theatre? Went to the, went to the Lowry. Old cultured. Oh, well, I don't know, I've... Far too much cooler this week. Went to the Lowry. Mm-hmm. It was called F Lots of Stars Ing Men. Yes. Uh, and so basically it was all these, these ten it was American play that's arrived in mm. UK like. Mm. And so it, was, it felt like a bit was surrounded by a, a bit of a geriatrics club. Every every old gay man had come out for yes. the evening. Yes. Including Ian Wallace. And uh, <laughs> so it was sat in the audience there. I saw Ian actually over the weekend, oh, him and Lee. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, and it was basically these people came on stage and it was all, all intermingled and about love and loss mm. and sex uh, and whether, you, you know, in, mm. in 
different where you can get on the internet and different places. Really good play, actually. So I really enjoyed that. I did a bit of culture, actually. Oh, Over the weekend. Oh. Yes, on the Sunday. Yes. They had the proms in the park. Oh, did you go to that? Yes, so we saw, I saw about 10, 15 minutes of that. Uh, oh. Unfortunately, we saw them at the end of a piece of music as they were going into having a break for 20 minutes. Ah. And it's just like... But the people I always said, oh, yes, can we do a bit of culture? And we stood there and went, oh, that's a violin, that is. <laughs> We're well, cultured now. That was enough for us, wasn't it? A.K.A. Hayley Coffee from Coronation Street, and you're listening to Tuesday Night Out. It's not just for the gays, you know. It's not, you know. No. Indeed. Uh, in gay news now... Oh, yeah, again, news, again, news. news. We're not yes. in again, news. Oh, do, do you remember last week we talked about the petition for the government to apologise to Alan Turing? Yes. And there was, like, five signatures on it last week. Yes. Uh, this morning, it was report- this afternoon, it was reported there was 18,000 on it yes. going to Pink News. I've just checked. Mm. There's now 21,633 people have signed that petition on okay. the uh, government's website there. Yes. Indeed. Good. So you can actually, if you want to go and sign it, you haven't done so yet, you can actually find it at tuesdaynightout.co.uk. Absolutely. Well, shall I give you a bit of gay news? Then? G- yes, gay news. Yes. Well, gay uh, news. shall I talk to you about BBC Three? I I've seen this. Mm. BBC Three has commissioned a new drama, mm-hmm. which will focus on the sex lives of a group of twenty-something lesbian friends in Glasgow. Oh, lay Lapsarvas, it's going to be called. Nice. It's a six-part series to be filmed later this year, written by Harriet Braun, who created the first series of Mistresses and co-created Attachments. Braun said, Based on my own experiences and those of my friends, I wanted to write a sexy, funny and irreverent drama that reflects what it is to be a young gay woman living in Britain today. She loved the L world, but it's high time uh, we saw some contemporary British lesbians with all the bad weather, trips to the pub, and repressed emotions that go with it. It will be as funny as it is pathos-filled, because in my experience, that's how life is. Uh, the channel is also set to screen a new series of Russell Howard's Good News, along with a six-part com- of comedy drama Mouth to Mouth. Ooh. So there you go. So That's they are uh, they're, they're still trying to um, go a bit with the boundaries on BBC Three. Excellent. Well, you know, you just mentioned the L word there. Mm. That's quite funny, because I have a story here too, Yes, Marjorie. Uh, the producers of the original lesbian series, The L Word, are set to create a new reality TV show mm. entitled The Real L World, Los Angeles. L word even. Oh, yeah. Focusing on the lives of real LA lesbians. Oh, it's a bit different from Glasgow, isn't it? <laughs> mm. well, yes. uh, producers hope the show will appeal to fans of the fictional drama starring Kathleen Moaning and Clementine Ford. Mm. Showtime has given the go ahead for nine episodes of the new show. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that'll be good. I don't know when that's going to be on, but uh, look out for that soon. That's two lesbian programmes. Have we got any programmes? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think we're allowed them. Have, have I got enough time to do one more story? You've got enough time to do oh, one more good. story. Well, Graham Norton could be on his way back to Channel 4. Oh, I believe he's, go- yes. he's going up Paul O'Grady's the, the, slot. The, he's possibly going to take over from Paul oh. O'Grady. Yes. yes. Um, Paul O'Grady has threatened to leave Channel 4 after learning that his chat show is going to face a 50% budget cut. So he's going to have to get rid of the, one of the dogs. Uh, the credit crunch, he said, has become an excuse for bosses all around the country to fire people and save money. I would understand if my ratings were down and the show wasn't performing, but it consistently wins its slot and brings in good advertising revenue. He'd be mortified to do a show that's third rate. So he's also been threatened with a 30% pay cut as well. Oh, um, down from so, the two million or something. Yes, so Graham Norton, who's had a string of um, solo projects on the BBC One that have flopped a little bit, including his Totally Saturday programme, uh, he's going to be signing... Yeah. Possibly a new contract with the BBC, but not an exclusivity contract. And uh, apparently Channel 4 are very keen to have him back.
this is Tom Skinner for the best night in Pink Tuesday's Night Out here on Withenshaw FM 97.2. Rewind the track. And you're listening to Tuesday Night Out. Carrie Katona is to appear on Coronation Street, rumours have suggested. Yes. She must come on as a drag queen. According the to the opening of Branch of Iceland. Yeah, I'm going to get myself a Coke habit so I can get on soap operas. Yes. According to the Daily Star, allegedly, oh, yes. <laughs> the soap's producers were planning to offer Kerry a role before she was filmed taking cocaine last month, mm-hmm. allegedly. And Insider said there are a number of plans for new characters joining the show, mm. and it was felt she could be bang on for, for someone like Scylla. Mm-hmm. Loud, brash, screeching and wicked. Everyone knows Kerry comes with baggage, and whether recent events will force a change of heart, we don't know. Yes. Let's hope they do. But when you look back, Corrie has been very tolerant and supportive when actors have had their ups and downs. Oh. You do, you look at the likes of Lynn Perry and 
oh. and Jim McDonald and yes. whatever his name is. Yeah, so they have. So yes, we know now. I've also got mm. another bit of soap news for you, which could be very handy for you. Yes. EastEnders wedding dress to be auctioned. This could be your wedding dress. This could be you. I know you're going on about it a lot, but this could oh, be your wedding I dress. Feel the the wedding yeah. dress. <gasps> yeah. Wait for this. The wedding dress worn by Barbara Windsor in a classic EastEnders episode is being put up for auction. It has been revealed. Fans of the BBC One soap saw Windsor's character, Peggy Mitchell, tie the knot with Frank Butcher in a lilac g- <gasps> lilac <laughs> gown. <laughs> oh, how good would you look in lilac? I think not somehow. I do. I, we could always dye it some other colour for you. But you'd look good in lilac. I don't know what size it is. Right. I'll have to put a big bit, big gusset down the back for you. Anyway. Uh, she's only two foot two. Yes. So you could have it up one leg. Mm. So that'll be, that'll be on September the 14th. Oh, right. Have you got three and a half grand? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm washing my hair that day. I'll bid. I'll bid, I'll bid for you. Have you got three and a half grand? No. Hmm. Okay. I haven't even got three and a half quid. Um, right, uh, gay news for you. A bit of gay news. Gay Come news. On. Uh, gay Bishop uh, Gene Robinson. About this one. Uh, gay cleric Gene Robinson. Does he bash the bishop? Will be. No, he's not going to. We're not going to bash the bishop because oh. he's, he's a gay bishop. Oh, okay. Thank you. Sorry. He's going to be uh, one of the attractions at a Christian music and arts festival that was held over the uh, bank holiday weekend in Cheltenham. Uh, the Greenbelt Festival was first held in 1974, and around 20,000 people uh, went over the four days. It, it is an eclectic event. Uh, Roy Sop and Sixpence and on the Rich... Richer, blah, 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 easy for you head, to say. Headlining, uh, government ministers David Lamney and Douglas Alexander will be were appearing, and but there was also a talk by the Anglican Bishop of New Hampshire, Gene Robinson, who is openly gay. Oh. Uh, his inclusion was criticised by a conservative pressure group, Anglican mainstream. Bash the bishop, they said. Uh, th- so they were bashing the bishop this Excellent. time. Excellent. Yes, but uh, there you go. So uh, you know. We're getting there. In fact, you went around. The, you didn't. You go around the expo inviting people to come and bash our bishop for us. I did. Yes, I spoke to a few people, gave us a few contact details, and uh, if they get in touch with us, then we will get them on. Excellent. So if they don't get in touch with us, then we won't, because I didn't take any of their contact details owing to the fact that I was drinking all day Sunday. And you'd open up with all these numbers at your arm, thinking, oh, oh, "How many people did I pull? What? <laughs> no, oh, and I'm engaged. Quick, rub them off before Andy sees. It'll be there, chopping your arm off. Exactly." Mm. Right, should we play this interview? I think we should play that interview. So this was from last night's uh, HIV candlelit vigil, which is the best bit of Pride, really, isn't it? It's the bit well worth going to. It's all wonderful, but this is the very bestest bit in the whole wide world. Yes. For me, and for many, many people, the vigil is an opportunity to remember and reflect, to remember people and events. Tonight, I remember my friend Tim, who died over three years ago. I remember his wicked, wicked sense of humour and his zest for life. I remember how much I still miss him. I also remember the very earliest days of the epidemic, of sitting in a tiny office at Manchester AIDS line and answering the phone of talking to a woman whose son was suddenly dying, of talking to a gay man full of fear and panic, and trying to argue to the callers who kept phoning up and shouting abuse and hostility down the phone. The nature of the epidemic, and indeed the whole world, has changed completely since those early days. We now have combination therapies, 
we have far greater legal protections and our own communities are far more visible and confident. However, there is no room for complacency. There is no room for complacency because still worldwide there are millions of people denied the drugs that will save their lives. There is no room... There is no room for complacency because, as we speak, gay men in Iran are being hunted down and murdered simply because of their sexuality. There is no room for complacency because still in our schools, young people are subjected to vicious homophobic bullying. And there could be no cause for complacency because, as we've already heard tonight, this year we saw the election of a member of the British National Party from this region to the European Parliament. The BNP is a racist and homophobic party who have said, and I quote, AIDS is a friendly disease because it kills blacks and gays. We have to do, we have to do all in our power to make sure they are never elected again. For many years, as the lead council, councillor for gay men's issues, I've been proud to bring a message of support to the vigil from Manchester City Council. Again this year, I'm proud to bring such a message, a message of ongoing and continuous support in the battle against HIV stigma and the battle for LGBT equality. However, tonight, I also have a much more personal message. Tonight, for the first time publicly from this stage, I want to say this. I too am HIV positive. as HIV is completely different from coming out as lesbian or gay. This is not my identity. This is not who I am. This is simply a medical condition with which I am living and with which I am living well. We can never put pressure on anybody to reveal their status. It's an incredibly individual and personal thing to do. But if and when you can, I believe it's the most powerful weapon we have to challenge the stigma, the stereotypes and the simple nonsense that still exists out there in the world.
I cannot stand here tonight and talk about being positive without the love and support of my family, my friends and colleagues. <laughs> many of us have this love and support, but many of us don't. I and many other HIV positive gay men have experienced rejection, ignorance and even hostility from within the gay community. I have spoken tonight about the need to challenge the bigots and the homophobes, but we cannot afford to ignore or deny the reality of HIV stigma within our own communities. So, if you're HIV positive, think about telling that extra person. If you're unsure of your status, think about having an HIV test. If you're not living with HIV, think and think honestly, how would you respond if a friend or a lover told you they were positive? And all of us, regardless of our sexuality or our status, can commit tonight to one action to end HIV stigma. I want to live in a world without homophobia and I believe one day I will. I want to live in a world without racism, and I believe one day I will. I want to live in a world without HIV stigma, and I believe one day I will. Together, we can stop HIV stigma. Go! Take action! So that was Councillor Paul Fairweather's speech last night at the HIV vigil. And I'm so pleased to be, uh, to be joined by him on the telephone now. Hello, Paul. Hi, Murray. Hello, how are you doing? I'm fine, thanks. Have you had a bit of a good day today? Yeah, I've had loads and loads of texts and emails from friends, and actually from complete strangers and people I don't know who have been really, really supportive and positive about what I said at the vigil last night. I think it was an amazing thing to do. And, and what does it feel like having come out again? How do you feel in yourself? I just think I'm really pleased that I did it. I think it was a very important thing to do. And actually, for me, personally, it was the right time to do it. And as I say, I've had such a, such a great reaction from people at the vigil, from people after the vigil, and also from people who've contacted me since then. So how far in advance had you actually planned to actually announce it at the vigil? Or, or was it a spur-of-the-night decision to do it? night decision but I, it was only the sort of week or so before I'd sort of decided that that's what I wanted to do at the vigil. And did you take advice from people beforehand that you're telling people that you're going to do this? Um, I mean I talked to um, Colin and George, I trust the people organising the vigil so the people actually organising the vigil knew what I was going to do so I didn't completely they, they, were, they were knew that I was going to you know, talk about my own status at the vigil. And did anyone advise you against doing so? Um, they 
were very clear that it was absolutely my decision and there was absolutely no pressure to do that. And if when I got on the stage and I changed my mind and I didn't, that was absolutely fine because as I said in my speech, it's absolutely, you know, I'm very clear, you can't put pressure on anyone. It has to be a very individual decision. And why did it feel right for you at this point? Obviously, personal issues, your personal issues, but is there a, re- is there a reason we know, can know about that it was um, good for you? J- just in the sense, I've thought about doing this for a while, and I think for a whole lots of reasons to do with my own sort of situation. I'm just feeling actually ready and confident to do that, and in the past, I've not felt able to do that and you know at the time and at the vigil i think the vigil is an important place to do it and i think particularly this year as the theme was around hiv stigma and particular you know the fact there's still some stigma within the gay community it seemed a very appropriate place for me as i was speaking at the vigil anyway Mm. to do that and i suppose even if it's just given you know one person the confidence to come out again then it's it's achieved something hasn't it Yes, absolutely. I have had some uh, very moving emails today from uh, HIV-positive gay men in the city who said they were at the vigil and that it did make a difference to them. And for me, that is the key thing, you know, even if it's just a handful of people who felt um, encouraged by the fact that I've been able to do that. And also that I can now say to them and to the world in general, I've actually had a very positive response from from people who were at the vigil and since, because it has been... It was on Radio Manchester this morning, so there has been some wider publicity about it already. So you, you say that there is some stigma still in, in the gay community. Why do you think that is? Why are we so scared of HIV and positive people? I think people? it's partly that some people, possibly some younger people, have never really uh, met anyone who's positive. I mean, I've been around issues from HIV and AIDS since the early 1980s and had a lot of friends who died of AIDS and I watched a lot of people die of AIDS and I think maybe that makes us more aware. I still think there needs to be more done, particularly in schools with younger people, giving them accurate information around HIV and AIDS. And I still think part of the problem is that actually there are many people in the gay community who are living with HIV who don't feel able to talk to their friends or family. So actually people think that they know, you know, they don't know anybody who is positive and that isn't the case. So if they're making comments um, about people with HIV, they might be making them to the, you know, about their friends, and they really haven't been able yet to talk about the status. And that is, a, is a, yeah, it's not good for your own mental health, and it's not good for anyone at all, is it? That, that kind no, of thing. Absolutely. And of course, there is now support out there for people. Always, I mean, there always has been. You were talking about setting up the AIDS helpline uh, way back when, and uh, you know, and there's still that support available today, isn't there? There's plenty of it about. Absolutely, there's huge support from organisations like George House Trust and Body Positive Northwest, and a whole range of agencies are there to provide support. And I think particularly the help, you know, the self-help groups, the sort of gay men's space, women's space, African people's space, those groups I know are hugely important where you can actually go and just talk about all the day-to-day stuff that might come up if you're living with HIV. Excellent. What do you hope to achieve from it? I mean, I hope, you know, as part of the ongoing campaign that GHC is involved in, to get everybody talking about stigma. And again, as I was saying in the vigil last night, for people who aren't living with HIV, to think how they would react if a friend or a partner did come out to them. And I think if we can get that discussion going, and I think we need to admit, I think sometimes people think, people have said to me, well, actually, there surely can't be 
stigma within the gay community. And I think my experience and other people's experience is that actually there still is. And, you know, you hear stories about people, if they reveal their status to people, that they do get ignored by their friends or potential partners are completely uninterested simply because they're HIV positive. Um, Paul, I've just got one thing from my other half, by the way, because we were listening on... Uh, BBC Radio Manchester. Uh, we don't like to mention them on here. You know, <laughs> Other radio stations are available. Yes, exactly. Um, but uh, he did say, and uh, th- this this sort of sums it up, I think, from me. He just said, "Tell Paul, bloody well done." Yes, <laughs> great. Yes, from, from the whole gay community, it yes. is. It's a bloody well bloody done. Well from done. All of us, yes. Actually, you know, doing it. We were amazed, and you know, we just stood there, we were like me and my boyfriend, just stared at each other. And we we're just like, fantastic. We were just amazed. You did a brilliant, brilliant thing. We need to we need to nominate you for a, as a homo hero on the LGF website. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're too late to get nominated for through Pride. <laughs> you know, well, God. we'll mince around the village with a photograph of you on a placard right, all weekend, okay, like other people yeah. did. So, if you have you got a, a message for the people of Manchester, just as we wind it up there, anything you'd like to say? I mean, I think for me, I've just been really, really encouraged by what a positive reaction I've had from a whole range of people, and I think that says to me that actually, I think deep down that most people when they're sort of, if you talk to them honestly, they will respect that. And there is a huge amount of support for people who are positive, not only from the gay community, but from people in general. And I actually think if people just stop and think that actually I have got, as I said last night, I've got simply a medical condition that, again, I'm living with and living with well, that that actually people need to see me as a person and not see my HIV status. Indeed. Thank you so much for doing that. And thanks for coming on the show. Cheers. Thanks, Ray. Gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive, and the world I'm turning inside out. Yeah. I'm floating around in ecstasy, so don't stop. Hey, hey, hey! Don't stop me! Don't stop me! Ooh, ooh, ooh! Like don't stop it. me! 
I was late. A fireman had to climb out of my bedroom window and risk his life on a narrow ledge trying to grab hold of my pussy. My name is Luke Tittensaw and I listen to Tuesday Night Out. It's not just for the gays, apparently. It's not, is it? No. No. Thank you so hey, much, what, Paul. There. I'm glad you did, um, you, you played, you know, the pussy thing and the Luke Tittensaw thing because I still had a mouthful of, mal- of um, what do you call them, minstrels. Minstrels. Oh, they're on offer, aren't they? I know. We're its highest kites. If you want to help uh, stamp out uh, HIV stigma, you can get loads of information from the George House Trust website. Of course, they run the uh, vigil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got news, actually, from backstage at the vigil. Uh, oh, was the, was, was, was the cat fights and drama? You can imagine, can't you? Oh, I know. Load of gay men in a tight space. You know, any anyone who snagged themselves on Jonathan Mayer's dress for the evening. Oof! Oof. I know. Oh. Um, but go on, what is your backstage? Craig, who was one of the positive speakers. Yes. And positive speakers is um, a scheme that's run by George House Trust to go around to or any organisation that wants to uh, raise issues around HIV awareness in their workplace, school, mm. college. Uh, and I saw him give a, a, a speech on Wednesday and yes. he did it here again. Uh, and he said, Craig, who spoke at the vigil last night, Colin, mm. said he made Natasha Hamilton cry. Mm. I think he stamped on her boots. No, he, he made yeah. her cry. Um, oh, she sounded very emotional when she came out. Yeah. So it was. She did use the F word. Good. But I think she used it in the right context. That's what it's there for. Exactly. Indeed. So you can get hold of George House Trust at ght.org.uk. Mm. Uh, and it's also, of course, Body Positive. Yes. So you can get hold of them. And they just started running a new course there at uh, Body Positive, bpnw.org.uk. And if you want the phone number, if you haven't got in, uh, access to the old internet, it's 0161 274 Just say that again for people who might have just wished to get a pen. Oh, if you're rushing for a pen, mm. it's 0161 274 Double four, double nine. See, double four, you know when you suddenly four, panic four, that you've actually because you've done it on top of your head that you've actually given out your mother's phone number. <laughs> no, that's actually for George Ashton. <laughs> your mother getting a lot of people making inquiries now. That'll be. <laughs> so we go, David. Oh, it's him again. Have you got something to tell me? Yes. Like, no, mother. No. No. So I, you know, we all do know people mm. with with HIV out there, and I've had many a good discussion with people. Yeah. And actually, they're all quite normal. They are. Yes. Y- you can't tell. Yes. You know. Wonderful people. Actually, Brilliant. apart from one of my friends, who, oh. who is HIV positive, and um, before I knew his status, I thought he was quite weird. And after I knew his status, I still thought he was quite weird. Ah. He didn't actually change with his status, though. He is still possibly one of the most eccentric people I've ever met. You know I've been this way Do you like Ben and Jerry's? Ice cream. Well, hmm, I don't know. I've never had their ice cream. Have you not? I, oh, normally, they do buy, I, nice I normally buy my own. Ah, ha, 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 Ready to water, sir? Do you know what we've not had? What? Do you know what we've not had all night? It's, gets, it's 20, 20 to 11. We've not had a, 
nasty gash. I've not got my gash out all night. Oh, oh dear. Indeedy. Anyway, mm. don't eat that, eat this. Ben and Jerry's is celebrating the legis- legislation, legal, I can't even get two words See, in me. I, I got legislation, but you can't even get legislation. The legalisation mm. of gay marriage in Vermont by renaming its, its cream Chubby Hubby to Hubby Hubby oh. for one month. The dessert giant... Oh, they're in little tubs. Has teamed up with Freedom to Marry, an equal rights group, to launch the new branding. Hubby Hubby oh, will right. be available across Vermont in Ben and Jerry's parlours. Yes. But Chubby Hubbies will not be officially renamed across the US. If this were to take place, the process would take the company another 18 months to revise and finalise. At Ben and Jerry's wedding truck. A Ben and Jerry's wedding truck will cross Vermont from which free Hubby Hubby will be handed to the public. That's it's fudge covered peanut butter filled with something oh I can't read the rest of it. Vanilla malt ice cream with so it, fudge and peanut butter. It's fudge packed nuts basically, is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, as soon as you said that I was just ready for it. Is that why they've called it hubby hubby? Possibly. Oh I feel violating <laughs> My hands are over here, I've not touched you. Indeed. <laughs> Uh-huh. Anything else, John? No, I've, I, you were right, though. It, it has it's, been a... It's a slow old gay news week. slow old gay news week, but, you know, there you go. It's Tuesday night, money's tied. Hello, my name's Danny Tennant. I play Natty in Hollyoaks. You're listening to Tuesday Night Out. It's not just for gays. Us soap stars listen to... Oh, they, they do. do. They do. They're all over us. Oh, can, we can't move for them. Like a cheap blouse. Oh. Elderly man superglued to toilet seat. <laughs> I thought we'd finish off the evening with that. Yes. An elderly man in Australia. Australia? Well, see, we haven't had a chance to do our Australian accents. I might no, find some you know. Welsh news in a minute. I've got some Welsh news for you. Did he, did he sit there going, Gripes! I'm stuck on the Danny! Doesn't say here. Oh. Uh, an elderly man in Australia was rescued by emergency workers after he sat on a toilet seat covered with super glue. The episode occurred in a public toilet in Cairns Shopping Centre. While it was apparently the second of such an incident that day... <laughs> mustn't laugh. The first gentleman skirted, skirted, being stuck after realising the toilet seat he be, had been caked with a strong adhesive and was able to get up before it had set. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, then he pulled his trousers up and they were stuck to his ass all day. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah, what would you do? Would you walk around with your bum stuck out until it dries? Uh, well, I don't know. Oh, imagine with my knees, I won't be able imagine to get up you, quick. You should be there straight away. Where do you go? Oh, I'll go off to buy some solvent. Absolutely. Yeah, where you, with the toilet seat stuck to your backside. The first gentleman, no, he got that one, he was taken to a local area hospital where industrial strength solvents were mm. used to remove him from the seat. Oh, but he's got a ring sting, is not he? Oh, yeah. Oh, missus. <laughs> Indeed. Also in the odd section, celebrity lookalike sperm bank to open. A celebrity sperm bank. Celebrity lookalike sperm oh, bank. Oh, to, to someone throw some sperm there and goes, look, that looks like Simon Cowell's sperm. Yeah. A sperm bank specialising in donors who are celebrity lookalikes is to open in New York City, mm. has been reported. California... Only in America. Cryobank donors lookalikes is a fertility clinic mm. based out of Los Angeles. They'll tell you anything. Can you imagine? Oh, yes, I'd like, I'd like a... A Warren Beatty. I mean, who would go in and ask for a Warren Beatty? You'd ask for a Brad Pitt, wouldn't you? You wouldn't yeah. ask for a Warren Beatty. And, what, and would you sue them if your child came out not looking like Warren Beatty? I know. You know, all doing, I mean, that, that really is equivalent to someone going over here and going, can I have a Des O'Connor? Hmm. Would you want... Ooh, ooh, no. No. Ooh, no, no. no. Oh, no. No. Uh, Liberal Democrat MP accuses Tories and local paper of twisting the fact over gay group grants. 
A Liberal Democrat MP has accused both the Tories on Bristol, uh, both the Tor- both the Tories. Yes, must, must have the only two. Well, all two of them. Never mind. Uh, on Bristol City Council of misrepresenting a national lottery grant to a gay group. Because they're inclusive and supportive, the Tories. Yes, yes, yes. The yes. Bristol Evening Post ran a story yesterday on educational action challenging homophobia. Did they? Called each. Oh. The highly respected group has been awarded, ooh, crumbs, £391,668 by the Big Lottery Fund for a project reaching out to LGBT young people. Yes. Each, which is the... Educational Action Challenging Homophobia, said on its website, throughout the next five years, this will be spent on each's groundbreaking project, Reach, supporting lesbian, gay or bisexual young people develop a sense of pride in their identity and help their peers and adults in young people's settings challenge homophobic bullying. The leader of the Conservative group on Bristol City Council, Councillor Richard Eddy, told the paper the grant was mistaken and misguided and an outrageous waste of money. Thank you, Tories. Uh, Sadly, it seems to be further confirmation that the big lottery has long since ceased to to impartially distribute lottery cash to worthwhile and respected causes. Instead, Mm. seems obliged to dole out punters' money to a raft of politically correct lobbies. Do you want to start that again? Because I lost it about halfway through. Kinora. Right. Well, you were reading it in such a really. I am reading this off the screen for because the very I first am time. too tired. Right. I, are you ready? Are you ready? Well, From the top. Well, I was thinking, shall I put a tune on? No, no, I'm going to do this. Oh, right. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. If, we, if, we, if we're here till half past 11, you're going to listen to this story and you are going to understand I'm not. it. Go on. Sadly, it seems to be further confirmation that the big lottery has long since ceased to impartially distribute lottery cash to worthwhile and respected causes. Just doling out our money to any old right, any old right on politically correct lobby, which clearly sits within the Labour government's priority. <sighs> I got there in the end. To prove that we're harder in the north. Yes. A goldfish in North Yorkshire survived for seven hours behind a fluff-covered dresser after it leapt out of its tank, it has been claimed. Get in there. We're Rock the solid. Indeed. Goldfish. Yes. I had fish for lunch today. Yes. Stone Cold Steve Bistow wins gravy bout. Mm, yes. Joel Hicks has been crowned the winner of the World Gravy Wrestling Championships <laughs> at the Rosenbowl <laughs> Pub in Staxter's. Like, he's cute. We really are struggling. The 30-year-old barrister who complete, competed as Stone Cold Steve Bistow <laughs> on the event <laughs> at his third attempt beating last year's victor, Danny Magdog Carr, in the last round. Oh, he hasn't got a, a, a gravy-related oh, name, stum- has he? Still got a minute to go. Well, I'm, I'm not surprised the other one lost, because he hasn't got a gravy-related n- you know, s- stage name, has he? Oh, Emma Slater from Oldham won the women's competition as dressed as Mrs Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine in live turkeys. What would be your gravy wrestling name? Oh. I'll be the Oxonator. Well done. Come on. Yes, I'd love to with chickens. Uh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I just don't know. What, you can't put me on the hot on the, on the spot like that. Oh. I expect a fabulous, fabulous fighting name. Hey, come on, I came up with Oxinator. My poor name's rubbish as well, isn't what's, it? What's isn't it? it? Isn't it your street you first lived on and your first pet or something? E- yes. Or something, mine's something like Sam Carlton or something. It's rubbish. Well, mine's Clover Scampy. <laughs> Or Scampy Clover, whichever way round it is. Mm. Hi, I'm Scampy Clover. Yeah, slightly fishy. Yeah, mm. Mm. rock hard fish. Right, that's it. We're done. Thank you very much. We shall leave, and we shall see you next week. And here's Waterloo and Abba. Ready to water, sir? Yes.
that's the end of the latest Tuesday Night Out podcast. It certainly is. No, I'm sorry, I got that line all the way through it. I'm not doing any more, I'm going. All the best lines. Brilliant, he's gone. Don't forget, you can get the podcast from www.tuesdaynightout.co.uk and you can catch us live every Tuesday, 9 to 11pm on www.wfmradio.org and on 97.2 across South Manchester. That's your lot. Go on, get lost. Bye. You're terrible, Muriel. I'm free!